This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. Right now, we bring to you Texas Rangers pitcher extraordinaire, John Gray, good afternoon, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, we got a lot of sports and stuff. We'll get to that in a minute. But before we get sports to anything stuff. else, we got important things. Do you think cargo shorts will make a comeback or the zip-away pants that turn into car- cargo shorts will make a comeback or did they ever leave? I, you know, I don't think they ever left with some people, maybe like 1% of the population. But I think that it's going to go from jean shorts to mustaches into cargo pants. And we're going we're gonna to bridge that gap from the 80s to the 90s pretty soon. And if you wear the cargo shorts, do you have to be carrying either it's eight pounds of change or keys or whatever in those pockets to make it pay off? Yeah, you get your bike, bike lock in there, you know, yeah. everything. You make sure you got it all. Yeah, you got you to be like Batman out there with the belt I full of everything. St- I still wear cargo shorts when I go to Six Flags with my kids because I have to have those pockets to put my wallet and phone in with the mm-hmm. button so they don't fall out on the, the roller coasters. Yeah. The ones with the zipper, though, Kevin, I learned from Bear Grylls that you can unzip those and fill them up with water and oh, tie them yeah, off at the right. end, and then yep. you have a water pouch. Catch fish. How, often do you, how often do you find yourself in that scenario, though, where you're like, you know what, I really need yeah. the rest of my pants to get water <laughs> so I can live? <laughs> Not often. Not often. Okay, but, but if know, it did. But if you get the opportunity, you better do it. Okay, now follow-up retro question. If that's making a comeback, our friend here, Mike Bassick, does not care for the retro comeback of the mom jeans. Mm. Do you have strong thoughts about mom jeans? I don't really have strong thoughts about them. They're not my favorite. They're yeah. not my favorite. Um, I think I'm I think I'm stuck in the like early 2000s kind of low. Low rise. Yeah. yeah. I like, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Because we people, are gonna, about that people are going to look at these you. pictures. Women are going to look at these pictures oh 10 years from now and go, I cannot believe I wore those shorts. Because people from the 80s and 90s that are women look at those pictures and go, I can't believe I wore those jeans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought for a while, too, about the same thing. I was like, are these, or is everyone trying to show up their parents? Is that what it's all about? <laughs> it's like, I look better than you in your stuff. Is that what it's all about? Now, I guess if we must, on a more serious sports point, I was reading something the other day where I believe the word was antsy about getting out there and getting going and seeing this rotation. I was hoping you could tell the listeners a little bit more about that for you personally and then seeing the rotation as a whole. Yeah. I mean, obviously with the moves, it started back a couple months ago when I knew we were kind of head in this direction we were grabbing some of the guys we were doing and uh um man like that really i went from just hanging out to like okay i'm ready to go like i it, it got me in the the weight room faster like i was i was just so much more motivated who I told knew. you the rangers got to grom um i think i i can't remember how i learned it i think it might have been just social media i saw it on there and and uh you know and then it was obviously saw the other moves but it was just something that kind of like lit a fire underneath me early 
So it was a really good motivator. How much do you watch? I know you have a lot of big league experience. How much do you watch a new guy like DeGrom or Evaldi and watch them pitch and then maybe pick their brain on what they did in a bullpen session or how they see mm-hmm. certain things? Yeah, because I like – yeah, and the thing is, like, I see them as similar pitchers. Like, I feel like we're all – like, three of us are power pitchers, but we then again, we do things a lot differently. So I do like to look at some of the things they do differently, um, you know, and it might spark an idea with me. So – and hopefully I'm – yeah, I'm doing the same thing to them. So uh, to, collectively, I think we're – we're a good group and uh, definitely better with each other, I think. See, that's – and yeah. Jared Sandler has been talking about – we've been talking about the, the overall rotation. And he's like, look, I think John Gray can be the second best out of this group on, on here. And we, I asked Mike about this. Is there some competitiveness, too, that amongst the group of guys of, you know what, he pitched a really good game today. I got to go p- pitch, you know, just as good of a game for him to follow that up. For sure. I really do believe that that energy carries over. And it's it's all and it all comes from a good place. Yeah, like, that's my buddy. He did great. That's I'm glad he did great because I'm going to try to outdo him tomorrow. And, like, that is a really good place to be. When you're in pursuit of something, there's always good things ahead. But if you're always running away from something, it's not going to work out. So. What would you think about my philosophy for Bochi before each game that went great the game before? It's like, well, we got John pitching today, and DeGrom gave up one run and three hits, so we know John can't match that. What do you think about passive aggressiveness (laughs) as the way to motivate pitchers? It's always worked with me. It's it's always worked with me. Like, yeah, my brother used to do that to me. Like, uh, yeah, he would do stuff like that to me all the time, tell me I was, like, slow. He's like, you look really slow or something like that, so I'd run harder and, like, uh, it, it definitely works. It's always worked on me. I've always thought if my mom would have told me when I was a kid I could never become a doctor, I 100% <laughs> would have become a doctor. I was like, oh, I'll show you. And now here you are still yeah. changing lives. No, oh, man. In a very, very different, <laughs> let's least say lower way. But, yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully so. As a starting pitcher, I know there's not a ton of times where you need a strikeout. Obviously, late in games, runner on third, tie and run, winning run, less than two outs. I need to really get – no contact here, get a strikeout, get out of the situation. I'd love for you to talk to the audience on you're a strikeout guy, DeGrom, Evaldi, you mentioned those guys. Mm-hmm. How do you get a strikeout on an OO count? As in how do we get to two strikes to get to that moment? Um, I think it really you I mean, obviously you can't rely on one thing. I think you have to be you have to have a good mix going. The guy cannot have an idea on what you're what you're coming with him at. So um I think to, to get set up for a strikeout, you, you definitely have to have two or three pitches working. Like, the guy has no idea what's going on, and that's when the plate becomes, you know, two feet wide. So um, Kind of like then, the bases now. Yes, yes. And then and then also on the strikeout, <laughs> I think, exactly. Also on the strikeout, I think that there's – I think I don't think it's uh, necessarily making the nastiest pitches, but when you get the opportunity for a strikeout, you want the early outs, you want early contact, but when you get the opportunity, being really good in those situations. Like, I, like I have a one-two count, like – this is my chance to go for the punch out. So I think not wasting those opportunities by trying to throw a nasty one, just trying to, to have an idea of what you're doing and it's uh, and believe in it, and it'll usually work out. What's the most the most fun strikeout? Is it the, the he, he strikes out looking and it was right down the middle, or he strikes out swinging because you threw one in the junk? You threw it not in what? not in his junk. Whoa, what? Not, like in the in the dirt? <laughs> you threw something. it as a junker that you threw away in the dirt. <laughs> and if you if you hit the guy in the junk and you struck him out, that is pretty impressive. Hey, man, yeah, it is, man. not top ten. That guy's swinging. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but I'm working on it. But I, I you know, I I really like the fastball. The fastball? I, yeah, I really like the fastball. And it wasn't always that way. I've, I've always been a slider guy. Like, you know, I love to overuse the slider, but I love locking someone up with a fastball when they're not expecting it. 
We've talked a lot about the starting rotation, of course. What do you think about the bullpen? Because there are some sectors, and Taylor Hearn, he was like, they're not paying attention, where the Rangers' bullpen is getting disrespected. What are your thoughts about the bullpen going into this season? I think so, too. I think, yeah, I'm agreeing with that, too. Um, I think uh, they're a little underrated. I mean, obviously, we have some young arms in there, too. We don't really know who's taking what role yet. But then again, I really love the candidates. Like, I think uh, everyone's got plus-plus stuff. I've seen everyone – you know, work out a really tough jams. Uh, I love the arms we have. It's they're unbelievably nasty. So I it, it'll be interesting to see how what the order will be or who's taking over what role. I don't really know yet, but I know that we have a great group of guys to choose from. Is, is kind of the goal, and baseball's changed for a, a lot over time. Is kind of the goal seven and give that bullpen three or what is kind of the mindset because we've we've known Maddox for a while uh, playing extra innings here yeah uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry too yeah uh six and three um and i'm just math is not it either uh but like Maddox always was like you know get a quality start was was something that we would see out of him while he was here before and i'm just kind of figuring out is that kind of been floated y'all's direction what are you trying to do to preserve the bullpen um you know from uh, personally for me it's uh not trying to just strike everybody out. Don't go in there trying to strike everybody out. Look for early outs. That's when I've gotten deep into ball games, getting two, three pitch at bats. And then when I have my opportunities for a strikeout, that's when I need to go for it. But, but just not wasting pitches, trying to strike everybody out. I feel like has gotten me deeper into games. It's helped out the bullpen a lot. So, uh, hoping to take that even a step further this next year. And. Um, you know, maybe maybe throw a CG one day. Oh man, I'm, a CG with only like 27 pitches, Mike. I'm going to change the topic <laughs> just a little bit because Corey over there's a big OU guy. You went to OU, third overall pick in the draft. You are an A&M guy, yeah. okay? Now, Manager really put us on blast. I don't know place this we actually is. just had some cuts from Coach Sloshelnagel. I know I always mess up his name. <laughs> he is at TCU when you're at uh, Oklahoma now at A&M, and. You were telling me in the clubhouse that the Texas OU environment for baseball maybe wasn't as electric as maybe you would think maybe a Texas OU baseball game would be. Right, yeah. When you when you compare it to football, it's it's like nothing. It's like nothing. But, um, I mean, there was more energy than usual. There was more energy than us playing Kansas or someone else. But, yeah. it, you know, I, I really wish it was a bigger deal. I think we should, I don't know. I think it would be cool if they kind of – up the stakes a little bit on it but uh but then again it was so much fun like we all knew they they knew and we knew like what the stakes were and uh how important it was so the game was awesome the game was electric but you know the, the atmosphere really wasn't what i thought it would be is there chirping more chirping in a college dugout than a major league dugout yes yes i remember yes i would say there's more chirping in college yeah, and it was kind of more like, you know, like rally rally stuff, you know. But then again, like there were other things said too. But um, there's been times in, in big league games, you know, there's a little chirping going on. But usually it's friendly stuff. Like, yeah. it, you know, in, in college it was kind of like, you know, screw the other team. <laughs> do, you, do you hear some of those and you're like, all right, I'll give it to you. That was pretty clever. Like that hurts yeah. my feelings, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. that was really clever. For sure, yeah. And I can't remember exactly what's been said, but, yeah, there's been some good ones, yeah. Well, I'm sure that that ends up being a, I'm talking to myself on the mound or kind of smiling about it on the mound. Mike says that he used to MF himself a lot on the mound, that he would just constantly get talked down to himself. What, what's your inner monologue when you're on the mound? I, I Same way. Okay. Same way. I get I get so mad at myself. I'll you know, call myself every name in the book. But but then again, like it also locks me in. Like I'm still in a fight. But, uh, you know, sometimes I wish I wasn't so hard on myself. I wish I could – let things go and just focus on the next one. Nice. Positive self-speed. Yeah. Doing the post-game show, John, you're one of the best 
post-game interviews because I, I really do believe if you pitch great, you're going to say, hey, I did these things well, and you really give the audience a great idea on why it was a good game. And if you didn't have the best game, you talk about the reasons why things didn't go your way in a certain inning, and I really respect that and get an idea on what makes John Gray good and what maybe took John Gray away from having a good game. And that's that's just – I know I'm not really asking a question, but it's really fun getting to listen to you after a game because I get an idea on what went well or what didn't go well. Right, yeah. yeah that can be the hardest part, too, about a start. It didn't go your way. It's just like being honest with yourself about what happened because you can go out there and say everything. You know, you can blame it on an umpire if you want. But um, but I feel like I've gotten the most out of myself by finding what I didn't do right. So. Is it, and that seems like a really positive characteristic. Have you ever, or do you know, know guys who have ever got caught up by like a teammate's error or something? And you're like thinking oh, yeah. back, man, I could have bailed out of the fourth inning, then I would have jammed through the fifth and sixth. Like, ha- have you ever gotten caught up in that? Which I, I know you'd want to avoid, but feels like it could happen. Right, yeah, it can get easy that way too. I mean, you get when you're out there competing too, you, there's just a, another level of emotion too. So um, controlling those. Uh, whether it's very positive or very negative, I think is good to control both. But, um, yeah, I get a sense of that, too. Yeah. I don't I don't know if this is true for you or not, but there would be nights after, let's just say, I had in the fourth inning a pitch didn't go my way. I missed by three, four inches, mm-hmm. doubling the gap, and it led to a three-run inning. And I'll, like, wake up in the middle of the night. I'd had trouble falling asleep, and I'll wake up going – and then I'll start thinking – man, that sequence, should I have got something different? Was that the right pitch? Did I just miss my location? I don't know if that's also sometimes if it doesn't go your way. Like if at nighttime you're kind of reevaluating every pitch that led up to that situation. Yeah, I did, uh, my first couple of years I did a, a lot. And uh, I finally got better at leaving. When I left the field, I left everything at the field. So that was good. It was better for everyone at my house. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. even the dogs, they, they know. Yeah. So it was cool. But yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I guess that's all I got on that one. <laughs> all right, so a couple things have happened since we've gotten here. Uh, our friend Eric Chiafalo, he does the afternoon show. Yesterday he goes in. <laughs> We're doing the club stuff. Yeah. He walks across the tee for one. All right, he walks across <laughs> the logo in the clubhouse, and then he just sits down on the couch next to Nathaniel Lowe and just puts his arm around him and pops his foot up, and he just starts chatting up with him. And the clubbies are, like, staring at him like, what is happening? Who is this guy? It was a, he's a rookie. It's a rookie mistake. It's his first time here. Who should have been the person that says, hey, you got to go? Who's in the clubhouse that's like, that's, hey, you can't do this, media guy? <laughs> probably a dullest, right? Okay, I mean, he's the yeah, one. All he's got to do is just, like, look at him, and the guy's probably going to leave. <laughs> he just walks up and flexes. I mean, really, yeah. <laughs> well, and then he's not the only one. One of his co-hosts took a phone call in they're there both and was rookies. just chatting yeah. it up in there, and they're like, hey, dude, you gotta, you got to take that outside. Now, our story is a little bit worse, Corey, because well, you left us out of ours this. Ours is great. I, I, mine's about Mike, actually. Uh, mine's about Adrian Beltre. Oh, yeah. That so, was several years ago, you tell me if you would be terrified Mm -hmm. several years ago we came up here adrian beltre is still on the team i'm sure you've heard the stories and whatnot even if you weren't there he's strong man there was a good parking spot left in the lot and Corey was like hey that looks like our parking spot there was a nice car behind us it was Adrian Beltre, and that was his parking spot just because you needed to know that. And we did it was not, the last spot, we did I not guess. know that, and he had to park somewhere less convenient. He came into the clubhouse. He was very angry. We did not realize that we had angered him. We're talking with Mitch Moreland and somebody else, and he goes, hey, don't talk to those guys. 
they took my parking spot. And we were supposed to do a bit with Prince Fielder where he legitimately hit me in the junk with a wiffle ball bat because I said the Rangers didn't wouldn't make the playoffs the year before. That's a real thing that actually happened. Mm-hmm. So Adrian Beltre's response was, have you got hit in the junk yet? And I go, oh, no, we haven't been able to figure it out. And he goes, we can figure it out right now and went and grabbed a real bat. And at that point, I thought for sure I would never have any more kids. So I don't want to make it sound like we never violated yeah. any rules or anything yeah. like that. That's just a story mistakes. I felt you needed to know. No question. Just a story I thought you might enjoy. I like it. It was a good story. Did you ever violate <laughs> one with Colorado as a young guy? Yeah, for sure. Like, I didn't really know much at all about uh, how you're supposed to act as a rookie and everything, but I didn't act. I, I don't think I acted like crazy or anything like that. I was really quiet. I was afraid to talk, but I remember getting myself in trouble because I didn't know we were doing, I didn't know you had to get up and talk in front of everyone. I didn't know that was a thing and they would ask you questions and everything like that. So I like kind of snapped back at one of the first guys that asked me a question and he was kind of like joking at me and, and I was in deep trouble from there on out. Oh, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't have any, I was kind of like laughing as I said, you know, like I told him something like "screw you" or something like that, yeah. And it was not a good camp for me. It was hard. It was hard. I had to get like coffee every morning and like everyone's food by like six a.m. It was it was tough. Now it's tough. Today, uh, Mike's dream is to be <laughs> is to be a groundskeeper. I think it's awesome. And this is I'm I'm not lying about this. He whenever the first time I went to his house, he was edging his front yard and he was just looked like the happiest kid ever. No shirt. <laughs> um, the, the uh, but today what an odd detail. That yeah, <laughs> today he uh, our, Jake is the was the guy doing all the work down there today. And he went down and he said, Jake, can I drag the field today? And Jake allowed him to drag the do one circle over there at third base today. If there's a bad hop, it's oh fault. no! Will you just walk around blaming blaming Mike for if there's a bad hop at third today? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know what happened. <laughs> well, yeah, Obvi- yeah. That'd be obvious. We'll know. We'll know what happened. Do but you we- have any dreams of being a grounds crew guy? <laughs> you have to do that in college. So. <laughs> that looks like a no. <laughs> I love to mow. I love mowing. Yeah. I did. It, I did it in high school for my job, so I I love mowing. But um, but I don't know, man. Uh, maybe not now. Okay. I was going to say, like, I'm gonna I can see in the I'm middle of your baseball. major league career how you might not be like, if I could pivot to groundskeeping instead this season, that'd be great. Yeah, I might do it like Forrest Gump and just do it for free. You know, like, it, you know, I don't know if I really enjoyed it one day. I'm just going to take care of the mound. I mean, the mound's the toughest one to, like, make sure it's perfectly manicured and laid out that way. Mm-hmm. Those guys. I, oh, he knows. Yeah. He's probably got a list of people yeah. who's like, no, don't let that they guy always do screw it. it up. Well, we appreciate your time very, very much. And, obviously, the folks back in the Metroplex are legitimately hyped for the season a way they haven't been for, it feels like, several years. So, appreciate your time. And, obviously, best of luck going forward. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. There you go. John Gray right here on 105.3 The Fan. All of our spring training content brought to you by Sonic. Mm. Mm. Good. Oh, oh, Sonic. Stop Sonic. doing that. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.